0: Hey everybody and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman and today we're continuing looking at this book of Hebrews and looking at chapter 2. Now, Hebrews has a handful of warning passages, and we're going to talk about some of those as we go along. But as we're just kind of getting our our feet wet in the book of Hebrews, what I want to continue to look at is the major theme for the book of Hebrews, which is the supremacy and the superiority of Jesus Christ. Uh, This book is a book that is meant to lead us to really be amazed at Christ over and over again. And that's true of the the, toward the end of chapter two. If you want to turn with me there, Hebrews chapter two, we're going to pick up in verse 14. And this is speaking of Christ. It's speaking of what Christ has done, what he has accomplished, and the, the great significance for the believer as they trust in Christ. And so let's jump right in. Verse 14, it says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he, Jesus, likewise himself partook of the same thing, here's what it says in a family everyone shares a flesh and blood they they share genetically that they're all bound together so jesus in his incarnation he took on flesh and blood it says that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death that is the devil this is the ultimate uh kind of checkmate between uh god and satan in this cosmic warfare You know, we we think about this cosmic warfare and we think about all the battles, but the most amazing victory is Jesus destroying death, destroying Satan through experiencing death. This would not make sense to us. What do you mean Jesus dies to win? We think you have to live to win, but Jesus died to to break the bondage that Satan, the, the devil had on us. Verse 15, it says, and deliver those who, through fear of death, were subject to lifelong slavery. See, we existed in this lifelong slavery. We, we had the slavery of the world, the slavery of our flesh, the slavery of Satan himself, and we were bound in fear, recognizing that death is not a, is not a happy promise. It's terrifying. Verse 16. For surely it is not angels that he helps but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Jesus became flesh and blood. He's not not doing this work to save angels, these celestial beings. He is saving humanity, the offspring of Abraham. This is verse 17. Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become, look at this, a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people this is what jesus has done he's he's this merciful and faithful high priest he looks at us with mercy and and he lives before god in faithfulness and it, as this high priest he has made propitiation and this word is a big word but but simply it means to to satisfy and so when jesus makes propitiation. He satisfied the righteous anger of God against sinful humanity. We stood as those who, we were targets of God's wrath because of the way we lived. And we we deserved all of that wrath. And Jesus satisfied it through his sacrifice on the cross. Verse 18, for because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. Now this is This is what leaves us just amazed at Christ. He is the merciful and faithful high priest. He is the one who has made propitiation for our sins. He has satisfied the wrath of God against all of our sins. And then he helps us as we're tempted. When you face temptation, when you have lustful desires leading your eye to wander, when you have uh, anger rising up in you and pride welling up swelling up inside of you when you have those moments when you are tempted to act as in the old life instead of act as a as one who is in Christ look you have help and your helper is the one who is satisfied in God's wrath your helper is the one who is merciful and faithful your help is the one who understands the difficulty of life because he himself suffered this is christ this is the christ that we're amazed at this is the christ that we adore this is the christ that we are in awe because of who he is and what he's done and so what does this mean for as our ancient way for our modern day well very simply it means that we first of all we're amazed at christ once again look at what he's done But as we're amazed at what Christ has done, look also what Christ is doing right now. Brother and sister in Christ, when you're tempted, you're not alone. When you're struggling, when you're discouraged, when you're overwhelmed, when you failed again, when you are at the end of your rope, Christ is right there with you. He loves you. He cares for you. He's merciful toward you. His mercy means that he's not not giving you the consequence you deserve. Instead, no, he's he's already taken that on himself as the propitiation. So brother or sister, look to Christ. Adore Christ. Love Christ. but, But rest in Christ. Rest in his care, in his help. Rest in his love for you, especially in the difficult times.